0: Hey everybody, this is Nate Smoyer and you're listening to the Tech Nest Podcast. This is the show where we sit down with the leaders in real estate and technology to find out what they're doing to transform the way we buy, sell, and invest in real estate. If you've got an interest in real estate and technology, stick around, you're in the right place. What's up everybody, we've got an awesome episode planned for you today today. We have Barrett Newberry. He's a CEO and founder of a company called LaSera. And they've got some revolutionary, well, maybe not revolutionary ideas, but they're going about how they're serving tenants, people who are renting in a different way. See, Barrett's got some ideas that's saying like, hey, the way we've been treating tenants maybe hasn't been thinking of them as the first customer. we We've always been trying to treat administrative problems or software problems or systems problems, but not the people problems. And so I like what Barrett's doing. They've got some new ideas about how to incentivize people to be renters for long term and keep them coming back and spending more. So kick back, relax. Enjoy the show. Hey, Barrett, welcome to the show. What's going on, man? I'm just chilling. I've got some coffee. I just made some. Got a little water here so that if my voice gets raspy, I can heal it. But hopefully, we're going to have you doing all the talking. How have you been?
1: I've been really well. Yeah, things are uh, super fun right now. And obviously... We're just kind of, you know, ramping up and, and putting the team together and and getting ready to deploy. So
0: yeah, you joke. You joke right before the show. You, uh, you know, I, I offered to make it look extra busy by like staging, throwing you some phone calls, and you said, no, we don't have to do that. It's the phone's been buzzing off the hook, so uh, we'll we'll try to keep all the middle. I promise, if if there's any phone calls during the show, everyone, it's authentic. I offered, Barrett declined. So, but hey, let's before we jump into anything, obviously, let's get it started right. Why don't you let everyone know who you are and what you do? Sure
1: thing. So my name is Barry Newberry, CEO and a founder of a company called Leaserah, and we are a unified listing, leasing, and loyalty management platform for the residential rental ecosystem. So mm-hmm. that's the best way to summarize: is that we've brought together one of the largest and most disparate portfolios of accommodation type, and we essentially, because of that, unify an entire rental consumer base, that comes in and regardless of duration can find what they need when they need it and know that even if you're a long-term renter for the very first time you can be redempted yeah excuse me redempted for the time and money that you put towards a property and so we're basically just converting an entire renter demographic into one that is valued understood and you know frankly we already know that they're great consumers because why would a renter want to lose their shelter so instead we're now finding ways to value those individuals and drive additional opportunities to them within our same marketplace. So that can be additional business or leisure travel and we can discount that or even completely pay for it. Paying down to your deposit, you can, you know, supplement your rent or you can invest it, and this is also part of the exciting thing that you know it's it's a it's a self-supporting ecosystem. So I've the consumers investing in themselves, and or they're investing in others. And so whether it's on one side of the spectrum where I'm building up these points, or you know I have the ability to buy points, I can you know give those to my kid who's in college, you know because they're always college students are always struggling to try and make rent, and or they can literally mm-hmm. donate points to affordable housing. And Mm -hmm. that's something that we absolutely love. We're super passionate about. And we found that it's extraordinary how many individuals that we thought were gonna just spend the the points, you know, frankly, to kind of help out with their own rental activities are in fact donating those to other people. And so that's a, a really incredible thing. You know, on the property side, we are excited about the fact that we are, for the first truly good solution out there, we're increasing net operating income as well as resident retention, while not having to give all of those typical expensive concessions that our industry is so used to. So, yeah, truly a marvelous, intelligent leadership team that I'm so proud to, to represent, and you know, a solution that that matches everything that I believe both property owners have suffered from and consumers have have wanted for a really long time.
0: Wow, you gave me absolutely nothing to unpack there. <laughs> Happy to unpack it, though. (laughs) All right, let's start with the basics. So walk me through, how does Lysera work? Sure. So similar to one of the beautiful things about Lysera
1: is the fact that we don't disrupt you know the way that a consumer would would come to a, a property. In that, they can still come through third party sites and and see different you know different you know listings and you know through through again these these different marketing agencies. Or they can come to Lisera. And you know as you're looking for a particular property based upon your very unique needs, you should be able to find what serves those needs. Kind of like it's kind of the history of like there's an app for that. You know, that whole statement where, oh, yeah, there's an app for that, you know, regardless of what that need was. Well, in that same premise you know there is a property for that and or if you're a property owner there is a consumer for that but there has never been a unified way of being able to bring those individuals together and help those value propositions meet each other yeah so we are you know streamlining that opportunity making it a consistent experience and you know you can find that you can set a a much broader range of of duration through our through our site and actually find that property because we have, you know, what we're really focused on, which is that long-term renter. So at the end of the day, if we have a focus and, you know, that's that's what we're driving, it's that we have this idea and it's backed by data that renters are you know, extending their their rental life cycle much, much longer. And the more value that we can drive towards those consumers, the longer that they will stay as renters and value that as a lifestyle. So we're no we know that that if we can capture those individuals and maintain a relationship wherever that person lays their head and forever for however long, that we can then drive exceptional value towards those individuals. And thus, of course, our property partners as well. So as they come in, they're looking for let's just say six months, or they're looking for six days, or they're looking for six years, Mm -hmm. they can literally find the property that's going to serve them. And from the leasing perspective, it's not one of those solutions where yet, where an individual is just haphazardly saying, oh, I don't want to live at this place anymore. So I'm just going to break my lease and go somewhere else. It doesn't change that mechanism. It just gives them opportunities to be able to use their same credentials, build on those credentials, strengthen those credentials, and utilize those credentials when they do in fact have an opportunity to move elsewhere or if they're traveling somewhere while they're already living uh, in a particular place.
0: So you, so if I understand correctly, so you see Lucera as being able to create this network of properties that enables consumers, tenants to have the flexibility to, they want to live in Seattle for six months, but they know they're going to be traveling to Austin and San Francisco. And so they they have one lease to go between those three places. Is that is that what you're suggesting? So it's, it essentially sets up a, an addendum, if you will.
1: Okay. So it doesn't break the initial lease. However, for every leasing activity, they're gaining redemption back for, for all the, for all the money that they're spending and right. it all pools into the same location and allows them to then utilize those redemptions towards lease other leasing activities. Again, whether it be you know paying down a deposit so that they can pull money back into their pocket. Or if they're gonna be short on rent, they can of course utilize that towards themselves. Or if they're gonna be doing a, a business or leisure event, you know, a travel event, then they can of course use those points towards that uh, that activity, all in the same marketplace.
0: Mm, interesting. And so what what do you see as the the real big problem, if there was the one problem you guys are focused on solving, what is that? Because this is a little bit, I think, like you guys are on the edge here, like you're pushing really far forward. And sometimes new services, it's hard for you know, everyone else to get like, where, where are we going with this? And like, why do we need to go that direction? So what do you see as the big problem that needs to be solved that you guys are working towards?
1: Two things. One, as a consumer, I'm tired of hearing, and, and this is this is the, the most fundamental piece here. I'm tired of hearing I'm wasting my money. Mm. I'm throwing my money down the drain. This solution solved that problem. Additionally, why are we so fractured across duration? So just because I want to stay, somewhere for for two days or I want to stay somewhere for a year. You know, I'm finding myself having to go to 12 different sites to serve that particular need. Mm. And what's ironic is that the property owners, they've noticed it. The developers, they've noticed it. New technology has noticed it. And that's why you see Y Hotel, Stay Alfred, Airbnb, all these, you know, creative organizations that have Mm. given light to optionality and flexibility and Mm. all the things that the renter demographic has asked for for quite some time. And so there is this, this, this convergence of different things that are taking place right now—that whether long-term property managers get it or not—is not going to be our fault. Because at the end of the day, and I, I don't mean to be all Game of Thrones on people, but there is an economic winter that is coming, and whether it be both the bubble perspective and the fact that economics—we're we're in the—we're in the height of a market—and there will be a correction that, that comes that comes to bear, mm-hmm. and therefore the renter demographic is going to again. And you're going to see property managers having to make really tough decisions when it comes to either giving concessions, reducing reducing rent rates, the whole nine yards. And there's also going to be more people for these properties. And so you're going to have this other situation where they're going to be forced to really try and try and figure out, how does that renter choose me above another property? Right. Because seriously, why rent from you when there's one property that's going to value the time and the money that I'm spending with them and give me additional you know, opportunities to build my future? Or I'm going to get the static lease over here that gives me terms and conditions that don't support me and that that if anything, hinder me if if I have a misstep. That's the right. only thing I get out of the renter out, out of the renter renter ecosystem right now, out of the business model that that is that is today. So Lucera is changing that methodology and recreating this ecosystem into a vibrant, savvy, exciting ecosystem that I believe we will drive so much value to over time because of the different services and opportunities that we're driving towards that consumer. That there will be a huge aspect of this demographic that never buys, not ever. Wow. You don't think people are going to want to own. What's happening with 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 car sales?
0: Well, I I know that the average car loan costs $515 in the month of January for something like 69 months and 44 44- 400 down, which is pretty terrible. We're also at the peak of the most car loans that are past due, past 90 days. So GM is shutting down factories. They discontinued six lines of cars. I think, you know, I love the fact that you point right to the auto industry because when people talk about the health of the economy, I look at businesses that have to hedge way far ahead of everyone else. And the auto industry is one that has to hedge very very far ahead. And if they're shutting down plants, discontinuing lines of, of cars, despite all the help that General Motors gets... To me, yeah, that's that's concerning. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: And so you have you have Reach Now, it was purchased by a major auto retailer. So they were um, they're that kind of ride share, you know, you can you can pick up a car anywhere it's left on the street. And okay, yep. and, like and, a Zipcar. Yeah, yes, like zip and, and zip car was purchased as well. And so you have all these major auto manufacturers that are purchasing these these cars, these these car uh, lines, because the shared economy is changing how people interact. Mm. It's changing how people think about commitment, if you will. And what we've found is that whether it be a millennial thing that you, if you want to make this a millennial thing, fine, you know, it's, it's mobile, mobile adopters or mobile natives, people that have access to information, people that have, you know, awareness about self-worth because so many other companies are able to drive value to them, you know, through Mm. simple, you know, simple activities, like invite 10 more people to the app. And I'll give you $1,000. You know, Acorn, the, the, the investment app, was yep, doing yep. that for, for a long time. And I think they still do it. And that has nothing to do with the consumer themselves. It has to do with the company. And yet they've found a way to, to re- remunerate that consumer, to value that consumer with hard, cold cash. Mm-hmm. And so you have this you have this massive change that is taking place with technology and with business models and with loyalty or appreciation and or incentivization, if you will. And yet it hasn't yet fully hit the, the, renter, the, the rental ecosystem. Yes, Airbnb has, has done a good job. You know, Expedia purchased HomeAway. And so the awareness is there. But it hasn't, the the loop hasn't been closed. The loop is with the consumer that is a renter, that is always a renter, that is driving money towards this ecosystem into properties that they do not own and living a life that is valuable around that kind of that flexible, optional ecosystem, or excuse me, ethos. Hmm,
0: hmm. I love so much of that I really love the fact that you're so consumer focused. I think that you know especially in real estate there's in order for it to be a safe investment there's mitigation of risk and to do that you you set up boundaries and rules. And it actually enables, it really breeds a, an environment that becomes quite contentious of me versus you. And and here's how it's going to work. And, you know, I've seen that both in, in the transaction process of buying and selling, but also in the transaction process of finding a place to rent, you know, hey, hey, these are the rules, you need to do this and that and the other. And yeah, it's good that we're all on the same page. But sometimes it does set up the, the you know, the, the, a, a narrative that maybe is unnecessary that I'm against you. And we should work together. So I'm curious now. So so to have this flexibility, it's a it's a shared economy. Do you envision that all properties that, you know, property owners that would, would work with Lacerra, are these furnished properties then?
1: No, not at all. So again, there's a property for that. So individuals that want to set up their permanent location, like, you know, a a, a huge preponderance of of individuals that consider themselves renters, they have furniture that comes with them, they have belongings, etc. But for individuals, for those either same individuals, or other individuals that are simply looking for a nomadic lifestyle, I mean, there's, there's an option for that. And as long as you give flexibility through the leasing mechanism itself, that allows you to do different things with different types of properties, you've opened up this massive world of value for the consumer. And so again, what we're really focused on is we're focused on the long-term renter because that's where we're driving the majority of value to. And that is where, you know, we tap into, you know, our clients, which are, you know, property managers, REITs, private equity firms, or, or the individual that owns, you know, five condos, you know, down the street and they can throw their property onto our system. And those, those, you know, units are getting leased up and they're increasing their resident retention by leaps and bounds. And they're also increasing their net operating income because because they now have an individual that is mitigated on their risk on their risk profile for wanting to leave the very next year because they're no longer getting the, the concession that they were offered at the beginning or you know they're kind of disenfranchised with the landlord, you know if you if you look at all this, you know and, and there's such systemic challenges that instead of uh, let's let's back up for a second. I think this is really important. I just had a conversation with a, a large property management firm here who we work with. They average 60% turnover year over year. That's a lot of work. Think about those numbers. Over half of your tenant base is going to leave you year over year. And even if you're let's just hypothetically put some numbers together. Even if you're efficient, like you just have everything nailed down, turnover is a snap, you know, maybe you don't even need to to heavily market because you've built up your your potential leads list, you know, through other marketing channels. You're still at at minimum spending $1500 on that turnover. I mean, it's just it's way too hard to to button that down. And so you've got this known cost that sits on your basic, you know, your, your risk reward balance sheet and you know, it's coming and it comes every single year. Well, Historically, your solution to that—and this is where my mind gets absolutely blown—because this is my fourth startup. I've had some incredible, you know, opportunities to 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 build some successful products and you know really really understand the consumer in this industry. The solution is add more people, more administration to solve the turnover issue. That's what it's been. Okay. <laughs> I mean, realistically, when you start thinking about what prop, what property management is, yeah, you can, again, go back, dig into your pocket, provide concessions. But because this, this systemic issue of turnover has, you know, continued on for so many years, it's like, well, I guess we're just going to have to add more administrative effort. Instead of mm-hmm. truly redefining what the business model is, how do we serve consumers? What is it that we give to consumers that ensure at a higher level that but we're going to retain more of them.
0: Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense because, you know, if if you're having this high cost and high turnover annually, then you do everything you can to minimize costs throughout the year. So typically you run a slimmer staff. But in order to get the profitability, you have got to get more doors. But that requires more attention per door. And so you have to run one at a deficit. It's either on the financial side or the attention side. And what ends up happening is you're describing is property management companies end up running a deficit on attention. And so this is why we all see the same reviews. They don't respond two weeks on a simple doorknob change don't rent from them they're terrible well yeah. maybe but maybe also it's like you're you're right the model is actually against everybody so now So it it, it plays against the property owner because they went with property management company A, who earns this reputation around town for being terrible, even though the property owner is like, well, I thought they were good to me, you know, so I'll try guy B. And then guy B's got the same issue. And so you're right. And this is what I think, and this is why, you know, property management for me is kind of like close to my heart as well. I'm like, hey, there's got to be better ways of doing this. And I want to hear what those are. (laughs) Let's get... Let's get those things out there because, you know, we with my tenants, you know, like you talked about concessions and I don't make concessions and we actually raised the rent on our tenants this last year and they didn't hesitate at all in signing the lease. And I, I you know, when I talk with my friends about it, cause I use them as sounding boards, you know, they're not right. all into real estate. I said, look, I'm going to raise the rent, but I don't want to lose these tenants. They're great tenants, but that's why we replaced the water heater within 12 hours of it blowing out. You know, that's why we put in new washer and dryer when it, you know, had seen its life come and gone. Yeah. And so I think those are the things like when you have the ability to care for your tenants. And so you're seeing this from even just the flexibility of a living perspective.
1: Yeah, well, I think that mainly it's through the idea of, of redemption and yeah. and giving people you know more options and, and empowering them as a consumer. Can we talk
0: through a specific pro- uh, like a, a like a property? Like I'm coming to you. Like uh, all right, I'm going to the yeah. Sarah website. I found this condo in Seattle. Yep, I want to rent it. Okay, I see so, it's two thousand bucks a month. Yeah, walk me through what some of the terms and conditions might be like. Yep, so everything's digital, and so you set up your
1: your online account, cool. and the moment that you set up your account, you see these points begin to generate within your within your account. Okay. It's 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 relatively sight unseen. And as you're going through the application process, the more information that you're supplying and the the better we can understand, you know, who you are and help serve you in a more in a more definitive, more personalized way,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: the better. And so we obviously have found because of machine learning and the understanding of the everything of the data in the background that we're working with, how all of that is valuable, not only to us, but how we can make that valuable to our property owners yep. and yep. you as a consumer.
0: So, so I'm filling out my application. I'm earning some points. Those points can be later redeemed for something. I'm assuming that... Either the better my information or the more information I provide on the front end, the more points I'm 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 highly incentivized to keep moving forward. So I I like this process so far. How do I get to move in? What's what's that look like? How do I see the place?
1: So very similar, very similar. You can book a tour through our system. You can apply directly online through our system. We will give you the metrics on basically how hot the particular property is because we know all of those metrics. We know you know how many applications are coming through, how many people are seeing it, et cetera. It's it's mm-hmm. unified, right? And so you you have the insights now to be able to really create action. And so. We will give you those opportunities. It directly goes to the property manager or or the 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 property owner, Mm -hmm. and they're notified what's going on with that property and what the what the marketing effort is is you know generating for them. Mm -hmm. And then you know they go through that process. And we're we're you know because we're we're also integrated, we're giving opportunities towards insurance, we're giving opportunities towards background checks and all that good stuff. And it's also
0: seamless if i yeah. if i want renters insurance because it's required by the lease I get renter's insurance right to you guys.
1: Yep. And then you begin, you set up your payment, whether it's going to be recurring or, you know, or, or one-time use and that be bank transfer. Uh, yep, absolutely. Okay. And so we've, we've really kind of made it super simple for, for consumers to be able to operate on their terms, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's, and that's a a big deal because regardless of those terms, most of the time it's just been because it wasn't offered, not because it didn't benefit the property.
0: Would I likely pay more if I only went a six month versus one year? So, we we have a
1: and this is where we kind of dig deep into the metrics. We have a sliding scale on based, based upon, you know, duration. And that's really where, you know, uniquely to to Lycera, you now have opportunities across a larger spectrum that are going to not ding you for the nightly stay type business model that would would uh, of course hinder you, you know, yeah, if you're yeah. if you're looking for something a little bit longer term.
0: Got it. Okay, so so let's say you know I want to move in for six months, but I want the flexibility of traveling to Austin. Austin's super cool, and I want to be super cool and hip. Maybe you know third month I want to go there for a month. Is that the kind of flexibility we're talking about?
1: No, because again, we're not. Here's here's the thing that we don't want to do. We don't want to create a scenario where. And, and, and we can talk about a, you know, future vision, but you know, early vision is we don't want to, we don't want to to tell a property owner, oh, you don't want anybody in there for less than three months or less than 12 months, but we're going to put somebody in there for less than, for less than that. that's, That's not the relationship that we're trying to set up. And frankly, we have all the ability to generate value for both sides of the, of the marketplace without doing that, you know? So what basically what we're telling the consumer is, Hey, listen, you know, you're signing yourself up for, you know, 12 months here. Or, or in your in your circumstance, uh, under your circumstances, six months there, and in fact, you could also sign a a, a parallel lease, or basically a, an addendum to your lease, also in Austin. But the nice thing at this point is that you're still going to generate points and value or redemption back in both locations now. So it depends on what you want to do, and I, I basically you know, I definitely would if you think that you're going to be in Austin for a period of time, at least through our system, you're going to find the three month lease and then be able to immediately tack on right after that, you know, somewhere else that serves a different duration, right. same marketplace, also building points towards that same, same account.
0: Interesting. And so what can I redeem these points? These points are like worth towards your rent or worth towards that's, and that's another thing is a lot of, a lot of like loyalty type programs, they're going to hold you out, right?
1: They're going to tell you, oh, you have to get to X number of points before you can use them. And everybody's like, well, that's like, that's like two years away. right? So, that's like Amtrak.
0: You know, they keep telling me I need to upgrade my account on Amtrak. and my bro I'm not I'm not doing Amtrak points
1: yeah totally so so basically, what we're doing is is you know we we are enabling individuals to apply at minimal discounts. Really, most activities through our ecosystem, whether it Got be you. doing the actual background check, you know, we we should we should based upon the points that we're automatically seeding you as a new account, you should be getting most of that paid for anyway. And 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 we'll we'll continue to refine the numbers, and we'll continue to obviously optimize as we learn more about uh, about the people that we're serving. Yep. But you know, as you're as you're going through and paying your you know paying your rent. You can, of course, pay down your deposit or at least, you know, in a, in a different way of thinking about it, pull money back into your pocket so that you don't have this, you know, deposit money sitting, you know, sitting out in the, the ether sphere. You can obviously leverage that towards your business or leisure travel and the the cool thing is that because it's in market and because we're de- we're developing direct relationships with a lot of these hospitality groups as well is that with you know between the the discounts and opportunities that these groups are are you know creating for us because they love this kind of new understood long term consumer that's coming with with points and value as a consumer that they, they want to give those discounts and so we're even faster you know we're we're, we're fast tracking their their way to to not only discounted travel but like free travel.
0: So are, do you envision a Lacera Platinum card someday? I don't know. That's something that we can
1: you know we'll certainly explore as we we continue forward. I think that if you know if because I think the coolest airport lounge it just makes the most sense right yeah it's it's another location <laughs> yeah. no I, I think it's i think it's cool because you know if if what has happened already for us continues uh-huh. to happen which is literally resorts calling us multifamily owners calling us you know people that you know have just heard about us saying oh my gosh so you know you're guaranteeing you know and i won't tell tell say the percentage over the over this, but we're, we're guaranteeing resident retention. And so um, it's, it's such a powerful, it's consumers have never had it before. Consumers have never been valued in the renter ecosystem beyond I give you money. You give me shelter with terms. And Mm. Oh, by the way, good luck, not screwing it, screwing it up. Mm. What reason for loyalty does a consumer have with those types of terms
0: that see that's the question I ask all the time that's why I'm like man how do I I said to my tenants it's like yo if you guys ever have to leave like I understand but like how do I get people just like you like I want people just like you because you're the best you know but man that's a that's a tough challenge to answer let me ask you this so I mean we've kind of gone through that a little bit but where does Lucera make money how are you earning on this
1: so we make a bit of money off of transactions and there are, you know, obviously some additional services where organizations seeing the value of these consumers are wanting to drive additional services to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're they're offering us concessions on the on stuff like that, too. So we've got a really, really cool marketplace we de- we've we developed. It's not a new demographic, but we are certainly redefining the demographic in, in a really, really interesting way. And so yeah. all of these organizations that either want better tenants or, or they want to treat their tenants better or they see value in this type of consumer, you know, as long as we're, we're being, you know, consumer first, and we're, we're really focused on, on how we serve those individuals in a, in an ethical and an empowering way, we're seeing all these organizations just run to us saying, yes, please let's help. You know, how do we get, you know, this, this awesome service into these groups? You know, can we, can we literally just pay for access? So there is an element of that. My business partner is a, an attorney. And so we're always making sure that we're doing, we're doing right by everyone. And good, you know, I, I just couldn't be more excited about the fact that somehow, you know, through this crazy evolution of of you know of of a business model, of a marketplace, of a demographic, that we have found a way to uniquely and powerfully serve both sides of a marketplace. Most of the time, when you see a new service come up, you see these multifamily operators going, oh God, like please no you know because it's it's this yet again cutting into to difficult margins Yes. Yeah. And that's just, it sucks. And I, and I so feel for it. Where,
0: where are you guys operating? Where do you have property currently? So
1: we're 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 focused in the Northwest when it comes to our, our long-term consumer. That's that's really the consumer that we're starting with and that we are giving access to the rest of our marketplace or our portfolio, if you will. Because okay. we want points that are being generated here, being distributed through all of our other property partners. And then of course, we will focus on new metropolitan markets, you know, quarter over quarter. But that's, that's really where we're focused. Now, as far as a short-term portfolio is concerned, it's global. So we've got Tons and tons of properties that we directly book and, or that the consumer can directly book, you know, through our system utilizing the same, you know, the same, same tools, same streamlined feel and same billing and, and history and information and all that good stuff. So they don't have to recreate it
0: everywhere. Wow. Let's uh, let's keep moving here. I know we're pushing towards the, the bottom of the show. I want to talk about what's been helping you grow. So, I mean, you know, I, I tried to look up a few things and I didn't see a ton of advertising. And so I, I got to know. I mean, I'm an ads guy. We, yeah. We put together messages and storylines. We put it out there on the Google machine, on the Facebook machine. And then, it, you know, it, it just starts cranking. But I, it doesn't look like you guys are doing a whole lot of that. So how are you growing?
1: Yeah. So, so far we have had a very quiet, but very skilled operation when it comes to who's part of our leadership team, how we're operating. It's been incredibly phenomenal when it comes to just having really, really insightful people that are from it, you know, our respective industries, if you will, all chiming in with their own relationships, resources, and and ideation. And so it's been just kind of a litany of the last couple of months of just one new phone call after another that we've just really, we've been super lucky, you know, and and I'll say that, and, you know, in just such a, a humble way that, you know, our objective has not been to tell the world about what it is that we've created. It's been, you know, how do we tell the right people this massive value that's being generated? And how do we, how do we make sure that we're directing that value towards people that value what we're doing Mm. and this idea that we're redefining a demographic and we're putting additional value into activities they're they're already doing as a lifestyle and where do those consumers drive that that external value to and that's this massive pool of opportunity and that's why we're speaking with more affordable housing groups because we've got consumers that are willing to donate that secondary opportunity to the other people which is so phenomenal Wow. Uh, as well as this pool of of opportunity that we have, a, you know, in these consumers that can be driven to or other property partners. And so, you know, really, when it comes to to the the I guess the the value proposition, it's been simple. It's hey, listen, we've got all this value. It's going to be driven somewhere. Would you like it towards you?
0: That's not a bad question to ask potential partners. I mean, especially if you're identifying responsible tenants that, you know, are your top end prospects who are likely to continue renting and are only interested in renting. I mean, that... That doesn't sound like such a bad thing if you're the property owner or the property management company who, you know, is lining with you as a, as a source for that. Can you, are you able to say how many customers have worked through the Lucera platform? I won't say that yet. I, we've got, we've got a, a few
1: really, really solid sizable partners here out of the Northwest that, that work with us, you know, and I'll let them, I'll let them talk a little bit more, which they're about to. So that'll be, that'll be fun. You know, it's, it's, It's truly been an honor to work with them. And they've been so incredibly helpful at backing us, Um, not just, you know, not just with their customers, but financially, you know, just as we go through these crazy iterations and evolutions, you know, that's going to, that's going to quickly change here because we're about to, to release a significant tranche of our, of our, not only our portfolio, but, but just all of our tools come April. So yeah, it's going to be, you know, we're, we're kind of, it's, it's one of those, those kind of sigh of reliefs and yet totally anxiety when it comes to like, (laughs) Oh my gosh, you know, we actually get to do this for, for, you know, a huge amount of our population now, which is Is
0: going to be a launch party. I want to
1: come. Oh, man, it's going to be it's going to be, you know, hopefully me not just, just drinking in the corner, you know, biting my fingernails. It
0: ends up that way. I'm joining and buying drinks. How's that?
1: Sounds good to me, man. Yeah, no, it's funny. I I, I love what we're doing. You know, I've I've gotten incredible, incredible feedback from everybody that's 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 using that's it today and or that's going to get to use it early on. Mm. And I just you just know that you have to go through so much iteration when it comes to testing and you know a tool this big a platform this large is a is a big solution with a lot of little you know nuance and opportunities to yeah not always act the way that you exactly want it to and you know so we've been we've been burning the the candle at both ends to make sure that it
0: works (laughs) I get it. I get it. I want to keep things moving here. So, you know, I asked you this prior to the show, but I wouldn't include it here. So I was, you know, doing my due diligence, trying to see how much money you guys have raised. You did mention that you've raised money, but not really been out there public with it, right?
1: Yep. And probably just recap on on you know kind of the who's, whats, and and whys.
0: And so I just, but I wanted to ask you, you know, we're we're seeing a lot of money coming in the real estate tech, and you know, there's a ton of new services being spun up every week. Some of them are laser focused on one thing, like automating taking out the trash, and then there's other ones that are massive marketplaces that are totally aiming at either upending or disrupting, you know. Individual uh, or, or uh, full-on verticals. I want to get your take. Why do you think there's so much focus now on the tech side of real estate?
1: Yeah, I think it's really opportunity, right? You know, there's been, you know, everybody knows that that the real estate is a massive asset class, biggest one in the world. You know, it's been it's been kind of repeated time and time again. And you know, it's it's funny because you know, and and, and I'll and I'll keep it more to because there's so many different directions we can go with this when it comes to either commercial and or residential. Right. Um and depending on even where you're end up in those those ecosystems as well. There's well, I mean because the commercial's just the wild west, man. What do you what do you call a commercial? Crazy. I mean there's there's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's let's not get dive down that rabbit hole. I think that you know it's interesting because the long term renter has been long forgotten, even though you know, when you start thinking about the, the percentages of U.S. citizens that are renters, that are spending, you know, either, you know, a third and or even more of their paycheck every single month to to this industry. Hmm. And yet all, you know, those individuals. So I guess millennials have have become, you know, I just they've they've eclipsed as the, the largest demographic is uh, in the renter ecosystem now. And, and the largest uh, share of home buyers. Exactly. And so, but in addition to that, millennials will also account for $1.4 trillion spend in travel by 2020 every single year. So, When you think about this this massive influx of change, you know you see the fact that you know for the longest time the long term renter was largely underappreci- underappreciated. You know, and you and we've talked about these systemic issues already, and the fact that margins are really hard. You know, you've got you've got third party ma- property management firms that have stepped in as a as an intermediary that have really you know built out their, their, their administrative effort, their ecosystems, and then you've got, you know, tools that have come in to support those groups. And whether it be Yardi or Appfolio or all these organizations that have popped up in those spaces that are mainstays right. and, you know, frankly, you well, we all get into to challenges uh, as we move forward. Uh, hey man,
0: you say whatever you want. We don't have filters on this show. Ah, uh, yeah, right. Like how, how, how
1: much how much you actually want to battle? Because again, I go back to that that winter is coming, man. Because realistically, all these organizations started in the back end in the accounting side, right? right. And since then, they have built up, built up, built up, built up and are just now realizing the consumer. And I'm sorry, but you can't take a business model that started there and get it to where it needs to be here. And that is where we started. And we started because all these other tools are becoming commoditized. They're just, they're a dime a dozen. Everybody's going to have back, back-end back tools. Maybe some are better than others. And, you know, maybe there's always going to be op- opportunity to improve them. But it's the cons- the way that we deal with the consumer that affects yeah. the property. Interesting. And so why is more money being spent today than ever before. I think it's because it's been such a slow evolution and that there hasn't been this cataclysmic change in technology as well as business models or awareness and consumers have never had the same access and demands that they have that they have today. So there is again this convergence that I always talk about when it comes to the fact that I'm sorry, us millennials that grew up in this generation where we went from analog to digital We had access from this new device in our hands that gave us any information that we want at any given time. And that other companies in other industries, not real estate, started coming to us like Acorn, the app, and saying, hey, by the way, I'm going to give you $1,000 for doing something random that doesn't generate you any money, but that appreciates me as a company. Mm. There's all this awareness now. Consumers get this
0: Acorn one thousand dollar offer. What? What?
1: Right. I'm
0: um, with them, but I miss that offer. Offer, I need to give them that.
1: It's hey, link, please. I, I will. I'll, <laughs> I'll send it to you. You know, and and there's but there's there's other there's other, you know, you know, there's other examples of this, right? And it's and it's companies that have really found found out a way through through data and understanding of marketplace what value is. And so as we started driving this value towards us, you know, mobile mobile natives or mobile adopters, you've found that we're all now saying, Oh, we actually are valuable as consumers. And so therefore you've got got again these business models that are changing so fast and a long-term renter is one of the last appreciated demographics out there that truly hasn't had this cataclysmic change in that model and based upon these other organizations they're gonna have a real tough time man you know trying to figure out how to change their business model and the way that they work you know with their clients and consumers to boot so anyway that's just our our little microcosm right which isn't so micro by the way
0: No, no. It sounds like you guys are really going big. I love it. I love the vision, and especially the passion behind it for the consumer. I mean, I think that really fits the spirit of this show. And so, I'm glad we get to have you on to talk through that. We're going to shift into my favorite segment of the show. We call this "For the Future." For the Future is a segment where we get to ask each guest who comes on the show to give their best predictions on the following four questions. Barrett, you ready to play? Ready. All right. Question number one: What does Lacerda look like one year from now?
1: One year from now we continue to evolve into a logistics and location company.
0: Oh, question number two. What will the housing market look like one year from now?
1: Just like Uber and the effects that is that is taking on the auto manufacturers of the world, I think that new services will come into play that redefine the renter
0: demographic as a static, valuable ecosystem. Solid. Question number three, when will the next big boom or bust happen in real estate? Uh,
1: obviously, us coastal organiz- coastal people will experience a little bit of an insulation, though I think that it's already happening. So, you know, development one, is, is a boom uh, or bust. Well, I think it's going to be a bust, man. Now, again, I think that that's good. For some, you know, cross sections of you know of our marketplace and of our of our industry in, ge- in the general real estate sense.
0: We talking two thousand eight, two thousand ten stuff. or we talking uh, our, early two thousands kind of stuff? Uh,
1: I, I think that we've we've wisened up a bit, you know, from 2008 and, you know, some of the different indices, not just, not just, you know, what happens in Wall Street, but of course what happens, you know, down the street. And I sure. think that we're all a little bit wiser, but we are, we are certainly not immune. So I think it's, we're, we're talking are talking Cool, cool.
0: What's one thing you believe will dramatically change or fade away in real estate as a result of technological advances? Again, and not to be biased,
1: but I think home ownership is going to change. I think that, you know, investors are going to find this opportunistic boom and being able to purchase more property because we're creating more consistency in the renter demographic. So, renters are going to are gonna see this huge opportunity to really, really, truly hold on to to flexibility and
0: optionality. Can we call that the new as-a-service, consistency as-a-service? I mean, yeah, if you want to. Go for it. Boom. I like it. Boom. <laughs> I just dropped that one. Everybody marked the calendar. I coined it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I like it.
0: I want to hear that on every stage for the next 12 months.
1: Hey, hey, you know what? I'll, I'll use it for sure, just for you. I'll be like, hey, listen, <laughs> this, is, this is all neat. But yeah, so I, I think that that our our relationship to property is going to change. I think that investors are gonna start seeing this this economic opportunity and consistency in in investing into property on behalf of others because others are all looking at this this opportunity as just massive flexibility and optionality that they're valued enough for that enough different types of value proposition are driven to them that they're like man you know although there's there's you know tools and services that are coming out that help with deposit or excuse me with down payments and stuff it still just doesn't pan out for me hmm. so I'm 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 super super excited about that good stuff. It's happening. All right, man,
0: we're going to move into the final three. Barrett, these are questions more about you so our listeners get to learn more about you personally. First one is what are you reading these days? Uh, you know, I am actually
1: rereading a, a, a series of books right now. So one is Outliers, mm. and another that one, well. yeah, and then another one is Zero to One.
0: Is that is that Peter Thiel? No.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Very I'm cool. I, I I'm recirculating a few a few oldies but goodies just because man, you just you, you start thinking about just moments in your life and and just how certain pieces of content pertain to to those moments, and so it's always good to recrack the book. Yep. And or I'll be honest, listen to Audible while you're driving. So,
0: well, I mean, come on, you know, who's got time for reading a book these days? I'm right there with you. I I like to reread and by reread, re-listen to it's 50 Scientifically Proven Ways of Getting to Yes or something like that. A book that Robert Cialdini is a contributor on. Um, I haven't read that one. And just every year you know, put it in on early springtime when I want to get back outside and running. And those are the type of books where you often hear like, you know, the case studies they they talk about from the scientific papers they've read, then someone read that book, and then they wrote a book referencing that book, which is referencing the case study. So I like getting to the <laughs> right to the meat. Cialdini that you just follow, follow Cialdini, you'll, you'll get to everything.
1: Awesome. When are you writing your first book?
0: Writing a book? Yeah. <laughs> I contributed towards a book. I've written a few guides, writing a real book, man. It's on my life goal list, but I gotta come up with a story. I've got a handful of stories, but there's no wheat, there's no web to it. It's all like, I don't know. We'll we'll figure that out. I'll tell you what. The day I open up my diner, all right. This is like the first time I've ever told this story on here.
1: <laughs> I love it. Let's
0: do this. Because you asked me this, I'll get back. we got to get back to the final two questions for you. My whole life goal is one day I want to own a breakfast diner and that's it. That's all I want to do. And I want to work for free. I don't want to pay myself. I just want to be in there flipping eggs, cooking some bacon, pouring some coffee. The reason is the diner is the center point to communities. And it's where politicians meet. It's where nonprofits meet. It's where friends meet. It's where old friends meet. It's where new friends meet. And as a, even as when I was 14 working at McDonald's, I always envied the old guys sipping coffee, reading the paper and bantering in the mornings. So I want to create that environment. And my ticket there is owning real estate that pays me passively.
1: I love it, man. You know what's Dude, so funny? Path,
0: that's the whole path. That's why That's why I'm hooked, I'm driven. Here you are already with an
1: outlet for people to tell their stories and you want to create another outlet for people to sit around and tell their stories.
0: Yeah, I man, it. it's going to be great. I do. <laughs> right on. All right, question number two. Who are you learning
1: from? You know, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be super loud about this because I have such an incredible group of people around me. Because I, I realized early on that 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 I'm not shit. You know that that I I've got so much to learn. And you know, regardless of a couple successes in my background, just I, I continue to be inspired by the people around me. So anyway, I've got uh, some individuals from uh, that I met early on. a Guy named Jeff Rogers is just phenomenal when it comes to just that personal connection and digging so deep, it gets uncomfortable. You know, I I think that those are really, really valuable people that can do that in love and not, and not in like, like, Oh, you know, of course your shit stinks. And (laughs) <laughs> you know, of course, you know, of course you're all screwed up. You know, everybody I meet is screwed up. You know, yeah. it's, no, he just, he's got this just incredible uncanny way of just digging so deep. You're just like sweating at the end that you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> one of the, and and he's all these guys I consider my very, very good friend. Right. But the CEO of Cision, it's a, it's a big, you know, marketing, you know, private or publicly held uh, marketing firm he's been just an uncanny individual that just he can sense synthesize problems in such a fast way he gets marketing he's had such an incredible run with selling companies and and just doing incredible things in the you know in the the business world and then of course just my mm-hmm. I love my father you know he's just been he's been awesome and, and hugely supportive as well as you know I've got some I got some good friends man so I feel really really blessed i would literally go on and on and on because there's just there's just so many people that you know, I've worked really, really hard to be intentional with you know, and and the moment that the that I get too much ego and or that I get distracted with something that is is somewhat irrelevant to just my my path forward, I'm constantly snapped back into place. And then, of course, lastly, I have to include my fiance. So she is. Uh, She's she's a she's rad. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna use that word.
0: Good she's for you, man.
1: Yep, she's a good person.
0: All right, last one here for you. What inspires you or helps keep you inspired?
1: The easiest one is obviously those people, right? Just it's just people doing incredible things that continue to kind of drive me forward. But you know, I think that the biggest. The big one for me is, is, is my team, you know, like, you know, just the people that I work with every single day that have kind of listened to this thing that I've become so, you know, doggedly passionate about and, and, and have done the same thing. Like they just, they, they get it, you know, they get this massive change that is, that is going to start taking place in the, in the renter ecosystem through property management, through the properties themselves and through, of course, the consumers even more so. And so I, I, I look at all that. And then I constantly just get reminded of the stories of people who, you know, are, are, are legitimately seeing lives changed, you know, and one of the biggest inspirational moments is to see just how many people are willing to take points that, that they never had before. You know, that they finally get, you know, for for a, a, a typical rent check or, yeah. or doing something positive as a good as a good consumer and literally giving them away to people that need it more.
0: That's so awesome. I mean, so awesome.
1: Holy cow. Like you think about that and you want to have faith in humanity, but man, there is nothing like just proof that smacks you in the face and makes you realize that you yourself could do so much better.
0: <laughs> so that's, that's our- well, I appreciate you sharing that. That's yeah. so good. Barrett, this has been it's been a lot of fun. I, I really love the heart, love the passion, the focus on the end consumer. Before we sign off, I want to give you the opportunity, if people want to connect with you or learn more about Lisera, how do they do that?
1: Yeah, you know, hit me up direct. It's totally fine. My my email address is Barrett, B-A-R-R-E-T-N, as in Newberry, at LeSera.com. That's L-E-A-S-E-R-A.com. So, yep, and we'll uh, have that in the
0: show notes as well, wherever this is posted. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, so please feel free to to hit me up directly. I'm obviously more than happy to talk about you know just the the fascinating changes that are taking place and how we're leading them. So, yeah. Awesome, and we could always use more help. You know, more more people that that get it and that you know want to want to you know provide support along the way. So,
0: very cool. Looking forward to the launch party of you and I just hanging out in a dark corner drinking. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, hey man appreciate it can't wait to hang again hopefully I'll see you at the next Pre-Tech or when I'm back down in Seattle we'll get a chance to kick it but until then catch you later
1: yeah man I'll be I'll be at the one in LA so if you're we'll going to be there right on see you All soon right. thanks right.
0: Nate well that's it for today thanks so much for listening to the TechNest podcast hey don't forget you can get on the email list you never miss an upcoming episode that's TechNest.io that's T-E-C-H-N-E-S-T dot I-O get on the email list uh, go to the app store, whether you found us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you found us. Leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends. And if you've got a guest or someone that you'd like to recommend or if you think that you'd be a great guest on the show, hey, send me an email, nate at realteampanda.com. That's nate at realteampanda.com. See you guys later.